This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. You're listening to Shadowbox with Rhett and Andrew on Joy 94.9. Well, good evening, Australia. Good evening, my love. Good evening, my love. My love. Yes. It's a very special show tonight, isn't it? Well, it is. It's our Eurovision show. And, you know, we've got two gorgeous guests that will be coming on after our first track tonight. Yes. And we figured out, well, I figured out, because I've got a reasonably small intellect, that there's going to be an Andrew <laughs> and a Brett, which there always is. Yes. And there's going to be another Andrew and a Brett coming on after the first show. Which means... Abba. Uh, we've recreated... <laughs> we've recreated Abba tonight. Yeah, we're going to do a 17-part harmony towards the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the funniest thing is, it's an it's two Andy P's and two Brady S's Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Oh, that's quite that's weird. It's like a moony wedding. It... <laughs> anyway, what are we here to talk about, Brett? My love, it is 2015 and it is Eurovision time. It is indeed. And we've had the first... Now, you know that I'm part of the Joy Eurovision team when oh. I... Absolutely. When I bother to show up on a Saturday night, of course, because we're normally too bloody busy. But I have got, we've got the fabulous Brett Sweeting coming in, and he's part of the joint uh, Eurovision team. We've also got the fabulous Mr. P, Mr. Andrew Parker, who is probably one of... Eurovision Uber fan. She's a Uber fan to the max. <laughs> Grossen? Grossen, I think. Yeah, Maxen, Uber Grossen. <laughs> and, um, and then it's you and me, and we're also going to be crossing live to Vienna. Now, hopefully, yep. the, the crossing live it will work. Can I say before, let's fingers crossed because because you know I'm new at this my love. The computers aren't working tonight because the dogs chewed through the cable so <laughs> nobody text in or SMS tonight. Well if actually you... if you do want to text in and send a message you can go to our Facebook, Facebook page and my love, what, how do we get to our Facebook page? You just page? go to Facebook and you just type in chatterbox on joy94.9 into the little search bar. And Absolutely. Up we pop and send us a message and we will read you out. Absolutely. Now my love. Yes. You have chosen the first track of the night. Look, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Yes. I'm in a room full of Eurovision Uber fans and I'm probably, let's face it, I'm here for my withering sarcasm tonight because, as you know... The I, Terry Wogan, shall we say, of Chatterbox. Yeah, whatever. But I've chosen, which I actually think is the, the best song in the bunch this year. I think we're going to ask our guests about their take on it. I actually really love it. Yep. It's by Guy Sebastian, and what is it, my love? It is called Tonight Again, and it's the only song that I've actually heard this year all the way through. But you're listening to Shadowbox with Brett and Andrew on Joy 94.9. Oh, but tonight we ain't got a song then. For now, let's leave them all behind. Oh, do what you want, do what you want. Do what you want, do what you want. Do what you want, do what you want. Oh, get on it, get on it. Tonight's so good, tonight's so 
can do tonight again. Well, you are listening to Joy 94.9 tonight. It's Chatterbox, and it's a very special Eurovision Chatterbox tonight, isn't it, my love? It really is. Oh, Oh, yes. it's a theme. I thought we should be a little bit official right now so we can welcome our two very special Eurovision guests. Now, you normally hear him on the Eurovision show. It's the fabulous Brett Sweeting. Good evening, Breddy. God, it's just like Eurovision. Hello, can you hear me? (laughs) This is is Yugoslavia calling. (laughs) Hello. Greetings. We uh, also have Eurovision superfan Andrew Parker. Can I have your votes, please? Good evening, Melvin. <laughs> and thank you for a wonderful evening. Yes. You've done an excellent job. Hello, of Europe. Hello, Europe. Oh my goodness. Well, come on, boys. It's been it's been a bit of a, a bit of a laugh today. Now, first off, we started with Guy Sebastian's song, Australia's Entrant into Eurovision. Boys, what are your thoughts? Should we be there? No. Oh. All right. Okay. I think we've we've deserved a place after all this time. Agreed. Agreed. Brett Sweeting, why are you saying no? I just think the people in Europe must be going, what the? But they've accepted Israel for the last 20 odd years. And Algeria. Didn't Algeria get in there once? It's setting a crazy precedent. Now there's going to be all these people in other countries going, oh, we've been watching it too. We should be allowed to go. I think think we've built up a history, though. We've been following it for a long time. We've had the largest viewership outside of Europe. We've got huge fan bases linked back to our um, Australian heritage uh, that that tie in very well. So a lot of good reasons. Let's face it, we made ABBA happen post Europe. Revision. Can I say it was the first country outside of Sweden, and it's very appropriate that we're ABBA tonight, boys. Let's not forget Absolutely. that. That um, embraced the love of ABBA. Before the rest of Europe, it was Sweden first and it was Australia. And then we went on to provide Johnny Logan three times over. Oh my God, we did. T- <laughs> Really? Yeah, he's from Frankston. Yeah, 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 he's from Frankston. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Yes. His mother still owns like an Irish pub on the Gold Coast. I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Owen Jay represented Britain in 1974 with Long Live Love. Yeah. Gina G. 
Gina G. Oh, yes. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. Jane, <laughs> Jane Comerford from Texas Lightning. I loved that song. That was one I of love my that highlights. Song. No, no, never. And let's not forget that uh, there's been a lot of Australian artists and um, professionals writing music and producing for Eurovision as well. So I'm not surprised that we did get a so, bit of a look in at the table this year. Oh. Let's face it, we've been moonlighting for years. <laughs> It's just this is the first official year. Now, boys, also very exciting news. Um, we're obviously going to be crossing live to our missing uh, Joy Eurovision member, Michael. Which will hopefully be more successful than some of the Eurovision crosses. Yes. <laughs> and look, can I just point out, Michael is in Austria, so we're hoping to connect to him. Breddy couldn't connect to me and I'm three feet across the <laughs> desk from him, so fingers crossed. Look, it's just another night at Chatterbox and, and me on the control. Trolls, which is never a great thing, is it, my love? And you can't email in, so the fact, the chance of us getting to Austria are slim to none. <laughs> but look, you can send a message to our Facebook page and we'll be happy to read it out to you. It is, my love? It is Chatterbox on Joy 94.9. Just go to Facebook. Yes. Go to the search yes. bar and then just type in Chatterbox on Joy 94.9 and we will be che- checking intermittently during the show. Absolutely. Hey, you're listening to Shadowbox tonight on with Brett and Andy and our very special guest, Brett and Andy, only on Joy. <laughs> I love it. I'm really going to milk yeah. that And yet, tonight. and Benny. <laughs> All day, every day. Joy 94.9. On air and online at joy.org.au. You're listening to Eurovision Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guests, Brett and Andrew. (laughs) I'm going to tell you now, it's not going to get old. Not at all. Two Bretts, there's two Andrews. And you know the weird thing is, there's two Andrew P's and two Brett S's. Yes, yes, my love. I know. I know. I know. We've said that. But we can say, look, we (laughs) we always have this issue, don't we, Brettie? And it's B1 and B2. Yeah, somehow I got B2. Well, I thought you liked because... Flew under the radar. Because it was... (laughs) Story of my life. I thought it was. I thought it was because you. Because um, I always assumed that B one was the older one. No, I think it actually maybe we'll say it's alphabetical because even though we're both Brett S, you would come before me in the alphabet. Now, can nice. I say we're here for Eurovision? Yes, which we is are. We very are very exciting time of the year for Absolutely. the three of you. <laughs> well, um, yeah, our, our thrilling discussion about. Surnames and initials wasn't entertaining enough. That's just another show. Do you know what? Uh, just, consider, just, consider, just consider that that's the voting part of the competition, okay. and now we can get on with the rest. Now, you two boys have actually attended in the flesh Eurovision, haven't you? Correct. Absolutely. Now, Brett, you've been... I've only been the once. And which year was that? 2007. Who won? Um, Molitva. Did so it was like Serbia um, with Molitva, which means the prayer in Serbian. And Andrew Parker. I've been three times. So oh, she's showing off. She always has to win. Mm. 2011. So which years have you been? Uh, 2011, 2013 and 2014. Can I ask, because never been, but look, I loved Eurovision growing up, but what's it like when you're actually there? Because watching it on TV, I, I actually do quite enjoy watching the show. Don't stick around for the scoring because, quite frankly, I've had toothpaste that I've gone through quicker than the scoring. <laughs> it's just, it seems to just go on forever. It's the most painful part for looks, me for Eurovision. It looks like a huge party. Uh, okay, look, for me, up until I went, every year I used to host a Eurovision party at my house yeah. where we would kind of make fun of it like everybody does. Yeah. Once I 
went, I never hosted another party and I never made fun of it again because <laughs> everybody was so talented. Yeah. And it was like going to a concert of the best singer you've ever seen, yeah. but 24 of, of them. them. And it's so professional and so well done and so huge that after I went, I went, I can't mock these people yeah. because they're so good. And once I'd been, that that was the end of me kind of mocking it. Yeah. Um, you know, and treating it kind of as a bit of a joke. Andrew Parker, do you concur? For me, it took me a long time to get into Eurovision. Yeah. Um, once I experienced it uh, firsthand, um, I, I took an American friend who didn't know anything about it and he said it was one of the best live performances he's ever seen in yeah. his lifetime. And I think what a lot of people don't realise, it's a whole week. You literally, yeah. It's all spaced out and there's dress rehearsals in between all of this. So you've got a, you've got a group of people moving their way through almost six shows and whole towns taken over. Um, so the Eurovision experience for me, it's one of those things I'd, I'd bank as going, you know, one of life's big experiences, yeah. even though many would criticise that. It actually is truly amazing. The now, I know that you have you've talked about the Euro Club and I've had Fraser, who I used to work with, who's actually in Vienna, who you also have met Correct. on your Eurovision journeys. Freddie, I think you've made reference to it. I know Michael has made reference to the Eurovision I've Club. I've never been to the Euro Club. Oh, you did not go to the Euro Club? No, no. But I know no. that, Andrew Parker, you've talked about um, it being a very special place on Earth. Mm. And not by Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> two look, two two um, distinct venues: the Euro Club and the Euro Fan Cafe. Yes, um, and uh, your access to those can can be on different uh, bases. But basically, uh, the Euro Club is a venue where all of the cast, crew, um, VIPs, and media of the Eurovision uh, contest manage to get into uh, pretty much twenty four hours a day, seven days a week throughout the the, the performance um, period. And then there's the Fan Cafe as well for or people who are holding fan accreditation as yes. well. And those two Does venues, the fan need to be accredited? Though? They don't. You, oh, can, right. you can basically... Uh, well, you, you need to have some level of either membership to a fan club or accreditation. It's very uh, serious business, isn't it? Like, there's <laughs> no, no mucking about at Eurovision. Well, Goodness. there's tens of thousands of people True. all desperate to, yeah. to have an experience. And that can mean that, um, I suppose, your, your week at Eurovision can, um, can be without sleep, really, if you, yes. if you really party it up. And lots of amazing things happen in both those venues. So, Brett, the year that you went, who were the host country? Helsinki. Finland. Okay. So it was the year after Lordy. Oh my goodness. And was that fabulous? Look, I didn't like Lordy. Yeah. Um, but look, it was Helsinki, which is beautiful. I'd never been to before. And Andrew touched on this before. It was like, I've said to a couple of people, it was like I imagined the World Cup would be. The whole city was just Alive. pumping with yeah. it. But it was all very friendly and nice. There was no No soccer hooligans, you were saying. No, the, the nastiest thing I ever saw was a group of UK fans, you know, ha not having a go, but, you know, teasing some other country and the other country turned around and started singing Nicky French's Don't Play That Song again <laughs> to them and that was like the spirit of the rivalry like everyone was getting along yeah. they had big video screens set off. up all Swiss over the countries having all over the town or, you know yeah. and it was there's just a really good vibe in the in the city for the week now speaking of good vibes and a country that has not brought good vibes Brady did you notice that segue I'm Very starting to learn right, right, it was I'm almost flawless I know <laughs> I had to, I got I got too excited and I ruled it. Yeah, if you got to point it out, it wasn't a yeah, good one. Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> the reason why I say that is because Mr. Parker's first song, this is Andrew P. the mm. Second. Um, you've chosen 
Russia, which has been very controversial very the last few so. years, probably more so about what its country's doing rather than the singer. And tell us a little bit of why you've chosen um, the Russian entry, A Million Voices. A few of my friends, when I told them I was going to select this song, were a little bit disappointed in my selection. Um, and I, I look back, and you know, Russia's had a very strong history in Eurovision. Obviously, Dima Balan, yep. apart from competing a number of times, has won. We've hosted Eurovision in Russia. And despite their um, their recent you know controversies and, and issues in the Ukraine, um, their performers coming to the contest actually have, uh, many of which have come up through junior Eurovision, yep. are actually well and truly um, you know skilled performers. Um, this song, this year in particular, very powerful ballad, probably one of the best in this year's contest. Okay. And it won't win. Um, the, the political context <gasps> around it is... Controversial, well, calling no, the, it. The, the politics around it clearly are that it won't. I mean, last year I stood there and watched Russia get booed almost, almost off say, the stage three times around. that's not the spirit of Eurovision. It's not. It's not absolutely not at all. Um, no. So this year, uh, Polina Gagarina has this. Um, <laughs> That's this, such a drag name. It's a fantastic <laughs> drag name, isn't it? It's, um, I, I think it's fantastic. The video, the video clip is particularly um, heterosexual in, in it and, and in its design. But um, that said, uh, plays a little bit to a theme from Russia from 2013 when their song "What If." If you listen to the two of them, you'll go, oh, "They're surprisingly it's a bit similar." similar. Yes. Um, but there is a message in there. They are asking the world. For uh, for a little bit of uh, um, to accept a bit of an apology, um, I don't know if that's that's. Look, I, I'm not going to stumble into those politics, but I just think it's a good song. Um, Pauline is clearly a very talented performer, um, and I think if we assess it on that basis of being a really great song in what is the song contest, there's a lot to share. Well, I'm glad that you are more neutral than some of the other fans out there. And here she is now. It's Paulina Gagarina with a million voices. You listen to Joy 94.9. Praying for peace and healing I hope we can start again We believe, we believe In the dream So if you ever feel the love is fading Together like the stars in the sky We can see, we can shine When you hear voices go
You're listening to Shadowbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guests, Brett and Andrew, on Joy 94.9. Out of control. I told you it was not going to get out. That joke's going on for another 38 <laughs> minutes, people. <laughs> now, yeah. Andrew Parker, that was your choice for the night, which was Polina Gagarina, which I just wanted to say because it's such a campy name. <laughs> the Million Voices. With a Million Voices, it's a big power ballad. It's a oh, big yes. number. Beautiful. You said yes. she's not going to win. No. Poor Paulina Gagarina, but you know she's got a shit government. It was actually last year. It was it was actually quite an unusual experience to stand there in the crowd, and and have people booing so loudly at the stage. They're going that's that's not the essence of Eurovision. Are you sure it was was political booing, and they didn't just dislike the tangled (gasps) hair staging? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that bad hair at Eurovision never goes down well with um, with our community. Now Bjorn Sweeting. (laughs) <laughs> yes. What's your choice? You've got another song. We've got a song of yours. Okay. So now. the first song that I have selected for this evening's uh, listening pleasure is by Anne Sophie or Anne Sophie. <laughs> Look, sometimes I'm a very literal, literal reader. Uh, I'm from Western Australia. That could, that we we all do that on Neighbours. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Anne Sophie. Anne uh, Sophie. She comes from Germany, yes. and her song is called Black Smoke. Yes. Black Smoke. Oh. Um. Now. Germany's had a little bit of success, you know, a few years ago now with Lena. Look, I love Satellite. When you listen to this, there's a little bit about the way Anne-Sophie pronounces and sings that is a little bit Lena-esque, which oddly enough, because I don't think Anne-Sophie is actually from Germany. I think she was born in the UK or something, but I could have that completely wrong. Like, Um, was born there. could actually be Anne-Sophie No, she's Anne-Sophie. Yeah, Anne-Sophie, she's from East London. She is, yeah. Anyway, so look, (laughs) I like... worst British accent than ever. And Sophie, I I really like her voice. It's a little bit distinctive. But and, and when I first listened to all the songs, this was the one that kind of jumped out at me as going, oh, this one's a little bit catchy, blah, blah, blah. And then I was listening to it on the weekend and okay, I'm a massive Kelly Clarkson fan. And I can imagine Kelly Clarkson singing this song, not in the same tone as Anne-Sophie, but I was listening to Anne-Sophie sing it and going, I can hear Kelly Clarkson But that's not a this. bad thing. That means that it could be Which commercially means it's a song. successful. Good song. Yeah, it's Absolutely. a good song. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I, th- I think it's a good song. It's fairly... S- simple. It's apparently about, you know, when your flame is going out in your relationship and it goes out and the smoke appears from the match. Black smoke. Oh, You're well, only left with smoke. Black oh, smoke. Look, oh, look out. You yes. could be hearing this in while you're shopping at Coles in the yep. background next year. <laughs> Absolutely. Or maybe during bushfire season. Here's Anne-Sophie now with Black Smoke. You're listening to Joy... Um, Chatterbox's Eurovision on Joy 94.9. <laughs> sure, Brett. You know your heart to Cause that face I see is not the one I know And when you call me baby What's that supposed to mean? I don't know who you are How long can we pretend? See the change I know We both don't have the heart to say Can't return to what we were We'll never be
Australia's most amazing gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. You're listening to Eurovision Chatterbox with Brett and Andrew and our special guests, Brett and Andrew, on Joy 94.9. Now, my love, yes. it's the halfway mark. It is indeed. We've had some messages, even though we are... Messageless challenged yes, tonight. Yes, we are. We've had a couple of messages come through on our Facebook page. And if you want to know our Facebook page, where do you go, my love? You go to Facebook. Go yes. to the little search bar at the top and type yes. in Chatterbox on Joy 94.9. Noin. Noin. Um, and by the way, thank you, Andrew Noin. Parker, for liking our page tonight. Yes, more than happy to. <laughs> You've been on Hello? the show. We've Hello? been friends for years and you liked it tonight. I was surprised that I hadn't already done that. I, I, I was quite shocked. So okay. was I. <laughs> but we would like everyone to like our page. Like the fabulous Alistair has said um, Eurovision, better than Christmas. <laughs> See, I like to think of Eurovision as the time when most of the women in Eastern Europe set the makeup gun to prostitutes. <laughs> like I said, it's, like... <laughs> it's true. Oh, I love it. Now, can I just say, yep. we have to do a bit of a birthday shout-out because it was the gorgeous Beverly. Happy birthday, Bev! <laughs> and she's looking forward to the Eurovision show. Yeah. Fabulous, and and for those um, Australian, the Australian audience, um, the semi will be on this Friday night. The semi, the second semi will be on Saturday night, and the grand final will be on Sunday night, all on your on on SBS. SBS. But of course, if you're a hardcore fan like me, you can host a party at your own home at five a.m. on Sunday yeah, morning. Andrew, I'm still thinking about that, darling. I'm, 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 if I'm up, there. if I'm up, I'm going to drive straight over. I'll offer you some great croissants and plenty of booze. <laughs> well, that's always a nice. That's always nice. And finally, hey, um, our Normal. We normally hear from John of Burnley, yep. and he's just sent one through going, on another topic, or she's making it about herself, this product is the most disgusting thing ever, and I have to talk about this, and I'm sorry, it's off topic with Eurovision. It's the chocolate-flavoured Vegemite. Vegemite-flavoured chocolate. That's it. It's awful. I thoughts? Think that's, yeah. Any thoughts? It? No. I haven't bought I don't know what you're talking about. It's just, uh, uh, Andrew, Somebody you can buy chocolate that is Vegemite flavour. has put Vegemite in chocolate. Sounds truly awful. Yeah. It's reportedly just tastes salty, like salted caramel, but it's, I don't it's, care. It ain't great. I'm sick of salted caramel, quite frankly. Yeah, well, by the way. I don't rate it's, it at all. Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> That's, That's what you get for going off topic. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've got a message to send us, um, go to our Facebook page, Chatterbox on Joy 94.9. Please leave us a message and we're happy to read it out. Now, boys, contestants and countries, always a bit of uh, a controversy that goes on. I've just seen a lovely book, uh, coffee table book that's on the table, my love. It's called the Eurovision Song Contest 50 Years. Now, is this potentially official history? Official history. Now, which one of you have just thrown that on the table? Uh, That is Andrew's. I also have a copy, but mine is a different edition. Right. Um, And there is a 60th anniversary version (laughs) out as well. So, Eurovision book. <laughs> so, aggro going on. In my, mine is actually mine is actually more in the spirit of Eurovision. Mine is pink with silver glitter stars. Oh, on it. but it's so the same book. He just so adds you a, got the, he just adds an extra chapter. You got the uber homosexual <laughs> apparently version. Yes. This is just the standard version. Mine just plastered with Cliff Richard all over the front cover. <laughs> Can I say as well? So, 
over the years, there's been a lot of countries, because I was watching something today where Monaco was in Eurovision, mm. and Brett, you were saying that Monaco only dropped out in like the 2000s. Well, I thought they did, but I was actually just looking in the handy book. Yes. And it was, um, yeah, they seemed, they were in a, uh, I think it was up until 79 or something, but I'm sure they've been back since. So I, maybe... feel, I do feel the same way. There's a number of reasons why countries can drop in and out so of the contest. So why is that? Look, they start from everything from financial ruin. So, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, we saw that recently with Greece um, and their broadcaster yep. almost being able, not being able to make it into the contest. Um, all the way through to not winning uh, being a reason. Uh, political uh, issues of Turkey, of course, uh, pulled out a few years ago. Yes. And, and there's a variety of reasons why their broadcaster might not. Now, speaking of pulling out mm-hmm. of the competition, I just oh, realised. I know, I know. Oh, my God. What I was referring to was Italy yes. just decided to pack up and go home mm-hmm. and is now back. And ha- was actually back last year with Mr... Um, I've forgotten his name now, but it doesn't matter. Marco tw- Man... No, that was the year before. Marco, Marco Mengoli. That was the year before. That was the year before. And I think they skipped it last year. Twenty years. So 20, 2007 yes. was the last year they um, had their run... Two, yes. and they came back in 2011, and they actually came back that year with a very, very strong ent- entry that landed in the top five. And since then, they've been teasing us with very um, hot and attractive-looking Italian male and female performers. Yes, um, which I suppose has been, you know, that I think that that first year they came back, I think it was such an explosion of. Italian you think power. they've nailed it this year, don't you? Look, I've got I've got a lot of confidence in this year's entry. Um, it's not a classic Eurovision no, song. No, it's not. It's uh, they're they're pulling on all of their classical Italian power to of good looks and 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 operatic singing um, to produce this number. But shouldn't that be what a country in Eurovision should be about? It should be talking about its strengths. And this is a beautiful tr- track. I'm, I'm not sure. If it's going to win, and it, that's probably disappointing because um, Grand Amore or The Great Love by Il, Il Volo. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, yes. too, there's form here. Cast your mind back to November last year, people. Yes. Who won Junior Eurovision? Italy. What was the name of the song? To Primo Grande Amore. Oh. It's the same song. <gasps> it's not, but <laughs> it was also sung Red by an Italian. It was it was also sung by an Italian with a very large voice, like these Ooh. boys, Can who I, I christened Junior Anthony Calia at the time. <laughs> um, Vincenzo Cantiello was his name, but it was also a good song. So you know, if it worked for Junior, maybe it'll work for the senior. You as are well. like Angela Lansbury in Murder She Wrote. You've just figured that out. <laughs> and you know what? If I'm like Angela Lansbury in Murder She Wrote, you never want me to come and visit you because someone in your town is going <laughs> to die. die. <laughs> and, that, and, and, and Tom Bosley, not Tom Bosley, yeah, it was, it was the guy, the, the dad from Cunningham, um, Mr Happy Cunningham Days. from Happy Days, coming in and go, Mrs Fletcher. And I never understood why a southern sheriff was living in a, a New England port town. Right, but that's that's irrelevant back, now. Back to this, back to this song, Brett. I think um, I'd, I'd encourage everyone who's listening tonight to uh, to log on to yes. Eurovision TV, yes. um, or to YouTube, and check out the video clip for this because they have pulled insights from a variety Haven't of classic films. Yes, um, and they've done it really, really well with some. You know, they're very attractive performers and to begin with. Two really spunky men and one NQR. Well, well, yeah, well you know, okay. <laughs> but here it is now, Il Volo with Grande Moire. You're listening to Chatterbox tonight. With Brett Nandy and a very special guest, Brett Nandy, on Joy. Penso a lei, il profumo dolce della pelle sua è una voce dentro che mi sta portando 
dove nasce il sole sole sono le parole ma se vanno scritte tutto può cambiare senza più timore te lo voglio urlare questo grande amore amore sono Penso, penso solo a te Dimmi perché quando vedo, vedo solo a te Dimmi perché quando credo, credo solo in te Grande amore Joy 94.9. You're listening to Eurovision Chatterbox with Brett and Andy and our special guests, Brett and Andrew, on Joy 94.9. Now, speaking of special guests, we are now crossing live to the fabulous Michael, who's actually in Vienna. Michael, hello, Europe. Good evening, Australia. Oh, my God, it worked. Oh, my God, it worked. (laughs) Michael, you're a darling. How are you? I am great. I We've had a very busy morning this morning. We've had the big five plus two uh, second rehearsals. Uh, the Guy Sebastian press conference was chock-a-block. Uh, and now we're getting ready to see the second semi-final dress rehearsal one uh, in the Stadthalle. Yes. So it's uh, it's a big it's a big day today. Big day. Oh my goodness! Now, did you survive the first semi? Oh my god, it was wonderful. Can I just say how much fun I had standing in the mosh pit, uh, dancing along to all the songs, uh, and the audience reaction on the most part was absolutely brilliant. I was voting from my spot in the crowd. It was wonderful. Who was your standout from the first semi? Um, Boyana really hit the ball out of the park with hers. As soon as that dance beat got in there, the place was shaking, absolutely shaking. And she was that got on a, the ball. That got a huge roar from the crowd at the end, I noticed. Massive. Big, big, big. And surprisingly, Paulina, the drag queen named Gagarina, is also... <laughs> Love her. Uh, it had also got a pretty big round of applause. There was an Australian, though, in the crowd who was booing, which, is, look, you know, um, we were told not to, and, and really, there's no need to, because she's singing. She's singing. We're not booing her. So um, that was a bit disappointing. Uh, but uh, the crowd was very, very supportive of Paulina and at her press conference last night, 
she was asked a question about LGBTI rights, which she tried her very best to answer in the best way that she could, yeah. basically saying that everyone's the same and love is the one language we speak. And she, she was in tears because she heard her name being chanted by the crowd. So it's all, you know, she's very much trying her best to, to straddle two worlds. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Michael, now, what's the feeling of everyone? Are they overly excited? What's the feeling on the ground there? Uh, it's buzzing here. The, yep. the semi-final, the first semi-final is, has, is done. So we're now getting into that crazy stage of the whole thing. Um, the media's a buzz. We've got front-page Austrian news about the song contest, TV news. Um, all over Europe, it, it's, it's all happening. Um, the, the crowds, um, even at the, at the uh, rehearsals, the crowds are coming in are super hyped. Um, it's, it's big. It's, it's going to be huge, and I think it's going to explode into with a glitter bomb of excitement come Saturday night here in Vienna as well. Now, speaking of rehearsals, you said you'd seen Guy perform. Obviously, uh, there's a fair bit of interest in him from Australia. What did you think of his performance? Do you know what? The very first time we saw him, there was lots of things going on. Lots of lights, lots of lots of movements, lots of camera angles. It's been brought back down a bit. The problem with Guy, though, is he's a bit sick at the moment. So his rehearsals have been a little bit, um, a bit, a bit you know, not as, not as big as the press centre may like them to be. Uh, but he's certainly giving it a go, trying to save himself for Saturday. Uh, but the, the visuals aren't too bad. It's very warm. Uh, as opposed to some of the very dark uh, acts, you know, the staging-wise for the other particular entrants. So I think he's got a chance at least with that. My only thing is there's been some talk around Europe that the song is fantastic. Last night at the semi-final, people were dancing and cheering to the song when it was played as a preview. None of the other songs got that. The oh, problem wow. is, though, there's sort of a bit of an issue perhaps with his connection to the camera because it is a TV show after all. So hopefully he can get that warmth across um, via the camera as well as the song come Saturday. Who would you say are Guy's biggest uh, competitors at this point in time? What's the feeling in the crowd there? So far, we're still looking at a Swedish-Italian type of deal. People are putting those three in the top five. Yeah, and especially today, the, the boys, the Il Volo boys, they've been practising because they've been singing every chance they can get uh, while they've been here. And the stage, they've, they've actually now uh, realised that they're not singing a rock concert and they're actually singing to a TV audience. So the performance is much more intimate than what it was in their first rehearsal a couple of days ago. And how, uh, how, what do they sound like live? Are they just as good as um, we've seen them in the film clip? Is it just they a studio are... or they can nail it? They can nail it. Wow. They can belt a tune out. You could be Ooh. in uh, another district in Vienna and you will be able to hear them singing. <laughs> That's spectacular. Um, we've seen a lot of posts coming through from SBS and their variety of feeds about events for Australians and a lot of press coverage of Australians everywhere in Vienna. Are you, what's the experience on the ground there? Are there lots of Australian events taking place, lots of Australian fans around? How, how is that playing out? 
there are heaps of fans. There are always heaps of fans here at Eurovision for Australia, but uh, it seems that there are a lot more this year. Uh, we've, we've got a, a special embassy function tonight for some accredited press, so I'll be there tonight, and I'll probably get some information about that tomorrow for breakfast. Uh, but so there's also a fan party. Uh, we've got a Eurovision Village performance coming up later today. The fans are going crazy. The press, I have never done so many press interviews in my life. Uh, it, there's been on TV, newspaper, radio. They all come to ask, asking us about stuff. And it's, I think I've had more interviews than Guy Sebastian has. Is it because, the last week or so. is it because of the interest in Australia and people are just like, why are you guys here? Is that it, Michael? Or is it just because you and Simon are just being your normal charming selves? <laughs> no, there's a whole group of us here. Everyone from, you know, four triple Z in Brisbane. We've got the wonderful David Alexander from the Star Observer. Uh, we've, it's a, there's a whole team of us here and uh, we're all getting the same sort of love. It's very much a, you know, Europeans want to know why we're here, but they also want to know, you know, what we think of what's been happening. It's like they think we've never seen a, a contest before, um, and we don't know what it is. Uh, so they're trying to get that out of us. Michael, can I ask, how do you feel about the news that Lee Lin Chin is going to be reading out the Australian votes on Saturday, Sunday night? Oh, my God. I screamed with delight when I got the confirmation from SBS that Lee Lin Shin would be the girl. I think, I think... If there, if this, if I was in the in the room when it was announced, uh, I would have been cheering my little ass off. <laughs> it's bigger now. Actually, it's bigger now in Austria because of the wafers. But uh, it, was, it, it is magical. I am very excited. I cannot wait to see what hat she's going to wear. I hope it outdoes her Logie's hat. Michael, you've been a darling as per usual. We're missing you heaps, and we wish you were there. Now, I would like you to introduce um, B2's next selection which is the Norwegian entrance and we've, we've had a chat about this and we, we sort of love this song. This song is is quite a hit here in, in, uh, in Vienna and throughout Europe and I must say Moreland is a... A lovely, lovely man. He's quite attractive, Deborah's isn't he? Deborah's not too he? bad either. Up close on the red carpet, oh, I could have just squished him, taken him home with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, here it is now. It is Monster Like Me by Morlin and Deborah Scarlett. Michael, we miss you heaps. Speak to you soon. Will do, boys. Thanks. Happy Thanks, Eurovision. Michael. Thanks, Michael. I'm telling the truth. I did something terrible in my early my mind went blank I lost control I was just a little boy I did not know I better let you go To find the prince you thought you found in me I better set you
Joy, 94.9. Into Eurovision Chatterbox <laughs> with Andrew and Brett and our special <laughs> guests, Brett and Andrew on Joy Oh, you're a radio professional, my love. <laughs> hey, my love, we've had one final message coming through and if you haven't liked our Facebook page, please go to Chatterbox on Joy on Facebook. And it's from my darling sister. Hello, boys. I love Eurovision nearly as much as I love my brother. God, I hope Croatia Aww. wins one year so Brett and I can watch it in our homeland. Love, Sissy. Isn't she a darling? Oh, God, love you, sissy. My goodness. Now, we've got to wrap the show up. We're going to wrap it up. There's... What is your prediction this year, Bruce? Yes. Who do you think is going to win? Look, I'm going to stick my neck out on the line. I'm going to say it's Italy with Il Volo, um, Grand Amore. I would like it to be Norway that we just heard, but yes. I think I might be with you on Italy. It's going to be a trifecta on this count because I'm going for Italy as well. <gasps> Andy. I'm going to make a prediction. Yes. And I'm going to predict. Yes. That Finland. Yes. Israel. Yes. And the UK. Yes. Are probably not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? If you threw in Belgium with that, <laughs> you would have won. I would, on this note, though, I would point out the UK has had a particularly bad run over the last few years, despite throwing some old celebrities. Engelbert at, and at, Bonnie at Tyler. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, but I must say, this, this year's entry from the UK, I think, is actually one of their best in a long, long time. What I, do you think, Brad? I think it borders on novelty song, oh, unfortunately. Thank you. Yeah, it, it does. It, I, I, I don't dislike it. I think it's weird because the, after the first verse, it kind of breaks into a... You think it's going to become a bit of a clubbing song, but then it goes back to this 1920s yeah, sound for like the rest of it. Yeah, it's like an update of when I'm cleaning so windows. It's, 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 just... it's weird. I think it's a bit novelty, unfortunately. <laughs> it, look, it's not great. And look, one of the songs which I thought was great, which turned out not to be, it was the Holland entrance. Um, the of Netherlands. Called, the Netherlands, sorry. Walk Along. Walk Along by, oh, did we say Trinche? Trinche. Trinche. Um, Oosterhus. However, it got, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, um, it got knocked out of the semi. So instead, the other song that I really loved, it's from Lithuania, which is not usually a country I go to for music. Um, it's called <laughs> This Time by Monica Linke, or Link. Linkite? Linkite. And uh, Valdis Bermilia. I'm not going to get that job at the UN anytime soon. Nope. Um, <laughs> and it's called this time because, you know what, maybe it's this time. Maybe it's this time that Lithuania might win. Not if you look at their video clip. It's very, very cheesy. It's very cheesy, but I'm a little bit cheesy. Boys, any final words for tonight? Good night. Get out there, Australia, and vote. Have a fantastic Eurovision. I'm not entirely sure where Lithuania is. <laughs> good night, Australia. <laughs> good night, Australia, and um, good night, Europe. Good night, boys. we just go out for a drink. Because every time I close my eyes, I feel you. I'm feeling You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. 
Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.